<laughs> that might be the dumbest thing I've ever said on this podcast. <laughs> Covering the Frank Zappa song Wowie Zowie. But album version and by pavement. Yeah, just a little bit of an asterisk there, but basically the same thing. <laughs> yes, so Wowie Zowie by pavement, um, their 1995 release. Uh, what, what, what are some initial thoughts, Kevin? I really dig this record. I really dig pavement in general. I think they're one of the best runs of the 90s. We talk about career 90s arcs with like Smashing Pumpkins, Flaming Lips, Radiohead, and some other heavy hitters. Yeah, yeah. And I'd say Pavement has a shot for top five 90s career. Yeah, I could I could definitely see that. Yeah. Um, and they're definitely, I, I don't want to say accessible yet unique because I'm sure there are people who do not think that they are accessible. I Yeah, I, I know. But, but also like they, they have this kind of they fit in in with their peers, but they do something different from everyone, which I think yeah. is really cool. They really carved out their own niche. Something about the lyrical deliveries and the lyrics themselves and the guitar tones. And yeah. All, all the, the package deal, the pavement sound right. is it's, unique. It's if grunge was silly. Yeah, actually, though. <laughs> That's kind of what it is. Um, Nirvana with weird lyrics, I've heard you describe them as. Yeah, I, I, I have probably said that. Um, Which is kind of true. Some of the more accessible Nirvana, perhaps. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, and while we're on the topic of lyrics, I think this is something that spans their entire career, but is kind of less prominent on this album, where they don't really write lyrics about anything, but they just put words together. I know what you mean? That like that sound good? Yeah, they have like this really pleasing syntax, but don't necessarily mean anything. Like, um, they tend to waddle when they walk. The yeah, the infrastructure <laughs> rots, and the owners hate the jocks. Like none of that really is telling a story. Um, but on, on this record, there are some songs where I feel like. There is something that's being expressed, and again, this this sounds kind of facetious, but like it's genuine, <laughs> because pavement so often. I'm loving this. Has this is these really like, funny. <laughs> they have these like clouded or coded lyrics, or even I don't even know if it's that. I don't I don't know what's going on in their heads. I just know that fun syntax lyrics are like their thing. Yeah, definitely I, their comfort zone, their wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah, and so there are a few tracks like Pueblo and um, Western Homes kind of feel more like they're they're d saying something. Same with um, uh, Grounded as well is another one that has kind of the lyrical... anti-rich doctor song. Yeah, <laughs> you know there there are more blatant <coughs> themes than any other pavement release that I've heard. Yeah, I. Speaking of other pavement releases, we won't talk about it in length, perhaps until another day, but Bright in the Corners is the pavement album that I was most familiar with prior to checking out Wowie Zowie for this. Yeah, and, and it's the one I, I mean, that was the, the pavement album I listened to in high school, you know. Um, it's a good pick. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, but I later got to know Wowie Zowie and Slanted and Enchanted. Um, and Crooked yeah. Rain, Crooked Rain as well. Yeah, yeah, that one as well. Um, Terror Twilight's a little bit iffy. I don't know that one as well. Yeah, um, it's not a little bit of a drop off in quality after the four that came before it. I'm not versed enough to know, quite honestly. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think that's critical consensus. Yeah, that I wouldn't be shocked. Um, I feel like a lot of bands from the '90s, either their fan base got hypercritical or <laughs> didn't like that they changed or something like that. Yeah. But anyway, um, but we're here to talk about Wowie Zowie in specific. That's right. That 1966 song by Frank Zappa. <laughs> okay, I'll, I won't do that joke again. <laughs> Not a third time, anyways. <laughs> well, never say never. <laughs> Where to begin? Yeah, do you want to start with We Dance and just kind of hop around as yeah, a sure. fit? Let's I'm, start with We Dance. I wrote down in my notes that the opening guitar lines reminded me of the background music from Roller Coaster Tycoon 3, and that was a really fun little unexpected homage that I didn't nice. know I needed. <laughs> that like, Maybe little the... piano tinkling in the tub. Yeah, and it's. I think it's kind of bold, especially in this year of our Lord 1995. Um, to start this kind of album so soft. It is a very soft opener. Mm -hmm. And when I think of other pavement openers, like Stereo is much more a typical pavement song than We Dance, which yeah. is a lot more of a ballad. Yeah, and same for the other two releases that I'm most familiar with. Um, that, that checks out as well. Yeah. Um, but We Dance is kind of a slow and... Um, it eases you in. It's dipping the big toe into the pool before you submerge yourself in Rattled by the Rush. Dude, the, the Rattled by the Rush guitar solo is my fourth favorite guitar solo of all time. That's high praise. Yeah. You've, seen, you've heard a lot of guitar solos I have. Day. I'll, I'll give you my top 100 at some point off, off, the, off the show. That's so awesome. <laughs> or I'll do a video or something. <laughs> I have a favorite, but I don't know if I've ranked that many. But anyway, so yeah, that really great guitar solo. Rest of the song's great too. Oh yeah, true. The um, I didn't have time to. We we were listening to this album right before recording, and we had the lyrics in front of us. And I have so many more notes now, thanks to that extra listen with the lyrics, because yeah. this is a very lyrically dense record. Mm -hmm. And I like the the main hook of this song. Kind of reminds me of. A, a song by your band, actually. Oh. Um, it's like the rattled by the rush. Oh, the yeah. The body runs away from the body. Yeah, I can see that. runs away from the... That, that very well could have subconsciously guided um, John, particularly, who is kind of the four the forerunner of that track <laughs> yeah listen to uh make me in a new shape by young steve i'm gonna promote stitch for him <laughs> wow <laughs> on, on the pavement episode <laughs> what an honor to be sharing the, the limelight yes <laughs> um yeah and i think it's a i like when a chorus is like the same thing repeated because it really yeah. it's easy to latch on to and this is an instance where it's like it's the name of the song too so it's like perfect I love everything about this track. Like that detuned harmonica that kind of comes in and just oh, blurs. Yeah. With all the guitar stuff, all the vocal stuff, the drumming's great. And I think there's... I want to bring this up as well, kind of in the scope of Pavement's career and as the record. I think there's a lot more 
orchestration done on this record than any other pavement record. I'd agree with that, yeah. Because um, there's like organs that come in, there's strings on some tracks, like there's a cello, I think, later on in um, uh, Fight This Generation. Um, yeah, nice little touches here and there. Yeah. Like typically, if there is another featured instrument, it's kind of in the mix hidden amongst the guitars. Mm-hmm. Like the, the organ in... Um, when we get to uh, half a canyon, that little extra dulcet tones are really yeah. extra neat little layer. Mm-hmm. Since we're jumping around, yeah. More thoughts on uh, either "Rattled by the Rush" or "Half a Canyon." Uh, well, if we're on "Half a Canyon," I do have some thoughts. Alrighty. I I feel like "Half a Canyon" is this blatantly like satirical Led Zeppelin kind of influence. <laughs> Yeah. At least in the first part, before it gets super proggy. Um, I love it when people get proggy. I wish they did it more. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the beginning with like that, like a like I, you could hear that unironically in like Led Zeppelin or White Stripes like, <laughs> discography, but like. when it's coming from pavement it's so like tongue-in-cheek it feels like yeah everything you're saying is spot on (laughs) you're cracking me up (laughs) i didn't realize i was being such a comedian it's it's the pavement it's the pavement energy yes oh man we need to we're definitely doing bright in the corners too i'm gonna pick it Yeah, Half a Canyon's great. And um, halfway through, the organ solo kind of comes in, and then it yeah. like gets, you know, it takes off. And to quote my sister, who was there when I took notes for this, ah. sounds like a toddler throwing a tantrum. <laughs> and I personally think that's cool. Yeah, not, not like real the sonic toddlers. equivalent yeah. thereof. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry for those of you with toddlers who throw tantrums. I'm not supporting that, but. The, the sonic equivalent, like you said, when Steve when Steven does it. This kind of reminds me of the idea of, like, really long drone as penultimate track. It kind of shows up on certain can records. Like, on oh. soundtracks, there's a 16-minute song called Mother Sky, which is, like, very... It's in the same key, actually. Oh, cool. uh, very stagnant, rhythmically, like, locks into a groove midway through and just carries that groove all 16 minutes and then there's a three minute jazz standard thereafter nice with their old singer (laughs) before demo came on um and another track um yaya breathe from this is a long album title those who throw objects at the crocodiles will be asked to retrieve them by bruno pernadas okay yeah that's another really long drone-ish track followed by something lighter and less substantial as the actual closing track yeah (laughs) and initially when i was kind of doing notes for this i thought man pueblo would have been such a good closer because it's like soft and kind of soft spoken um and i think it really does hold a powerful thesis statement as a song that is kind of encapsulated in western homes um but when we did this listen today i kind of liked that there was Here's the really heavy song and kind of a reprieve with this like parody Led Zeppelin thing and then this like short two minute summary of kind of the silliness and the seriousness together. Yeah, because there's again a little bit of social commentary in the lyrics there yeah. about the Western homes just kind of slowly converting us all into madness. <laughs> right. Yeah. I put 
in my notes, Ween does her majesty for Western Homes. Yeah, the, the production on that song is very Ween, with the vocal processing and kind of the, not sterile instrumentation, but it's the least fuzzy thing on this record. A very fuzzy record. Yes. Fuzzy wuzzy wowie zowie, am I right? You are. <laughs> that might be the dumbest thing I've ever said on this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, it's up there anyways. <laughs> Shall we talk about the the final trio of tracks? Yes, we, we save didn't me, please. talk much about save Pueblo. Me, please. <laughs> um, yeah, I like Pueblo a lot too. It's yeah. another highlight. Um, I like the the line you can't buy sand in this in the gross land. Like that's that kind of has a stolen land sentiment to it among other things like all the all the trials and things they want to do and damn land ho. Damlin Ho comes up a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great track. I I like what you mentioned about there being an ending trilogy, because it does feel like these three songs are a package deal at the end of the record. Mm Kind of like your reward for the other 15 tracks, which is also a real pleasant experience to sit through, of course. Yeah, yeah. But like that extra 10-minute chunk at the end to kind of bring us all home. Yeah. And they all kind of do have to do with, like, home and geography like in theme anyway yeah that's a good observation and right after kennel district too which would be some sort of neighborhood yeah you know shall we talk about kennel district i yes (laughs) (laughs) not one of my highlights because i only chose nine we 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 both chose nine highlights intentionally yes Um, make your build your own half wowie zowie highlight fiesta yeah um this one has a really cool hook, where it's, they keep doing, like, Why didn't I ask? Why didn't I ask? Um, it's one of the more, like, head-nodding ones that kind of just goes front to back. Uh, reminds me of, if we're going to reference Bright in the Corners, uh, Date with Ikea a little oh, bit. Oh, I love Date with Ikea. That's my favorite pavement song. <laughs> and your, your favorite pavement song is on this record, right? Yes. Do we want to talk about that, too? Sure. <laughs> Um, AT&T. Yeah! <laughs> it, it, it's like such an earworm. The guitar work is so amazing. Um, it's super catchy. Uh, it's, it's got a lot of emotional moments. Like, yeah, this is a, among the most anthemic that you get from Pavement without the yeah. irony and the, mm-hmm. there's a lot of genuine passion behind the vocal delivery yeah and i think kind of again what makes this record so unique in their discography is percentage wise i think they're the most songs that are played straight faced on this record than maybe any other pavement record i know bright in the corners has a few take or a few cuts like um uh passat dream is another big styling of the strip, slipstream yeah. and thin and stuff like that like but there's still a lot of like the kaiser has a system not a blank one <laughs> yeah i i love singing along to the records we cover and the records adjacent to the records that we cover <laughs> we we have done a lot of adjacent pavement discussion for this one <laughs> yeah cuz we we both love brighten the corners and love wowie zowie yeah yeah, yeah. I think it's fair to say we're both in the love category of our rating systems. Not not to project, but you picked no, by it. No, means, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's implied at this point. Right. 
Um, should we talk about Grounded? Yeah. The anti-rich doctor song, as I randomly alluded to 20-odd minutes ago. But it's true. There's so many mentions that imply, like, clinical things, and at some times even medical malpractice. (laughs) Um, It's a heavy one. Yeah. And it's, um... And it's the first kind of, like, slow cut from the record aside. I mean, like, We Dance is slow, but there's still kind of, like, a... Maybe slow to mid-tempo or something. And there's, like, certain posturing, like, the line, like, uh, check the expiration date, man! (laughs) Like, (laughs) which is, like, still kind of a goofy... vocal lines on this record. Yeah. We're off the heels of the Dreaming recording with the Kate Bush, and it's reminding me of that, just singing along the little snippets of songs that we love so much. We did pick two, like, records with a lot of tiny, like, lyrical earworms or melodic earworms, and... Yeah. If we're talking about, like, favorite little lines, though... Oh, um, I'm sure you have several. Yeah. uh, Go for it. Extradition has one of my favorite parts, um... Oh, petty, petty, yeah. petty crime. Petty, petty crimes. <laughs> I love how extradition has that random feedback-ish section in the middle and then just goes... <laughs> and it just snaps right back. It's <laughs> one of my favorite moments on the whole record. When it cuts back to the, uh, the A section again, it's like, oh my god, that was such a hard cut. <laughs> Thank you, Pavement. <laughs> If you're listening. I, I sure hope so. <laughs> we, we can only dream, right? Right. Well, let's go back to Grounded. Yeah. My favorite line from that one is the, he sold a swollen daughter in a sauna playing contract bridge. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Just and, damn. And that's one of those lyrics that, like, kind of doesn't mean anything, but, like, the, the tactility of what you're imagining with that run of words... How do you write lyrics like that? Because, I, I, like, they're, they're all over the place on this record, and yeah. they, they roll right off the tongue, they sound cool, it's, there's some social commentary going on here, I can tell. Right. Like, especially in the context of the rest of the song, Grounded, and it's like, damn, how do you write lyrics this good? It reminds me of, and you're going to laugh at this. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm preparing um, myself. It reminds me of the same, like, verbal gymnastics that you would find in a Professor Brothers sketch. Oh, online. the China, Illinois comics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brad Neely's uh, web comics, um, Professor Brothers, have so many examples of Fliff this. Night. Fliff Night in particular. Yes. Um, so here's a quick recommendation. <laughs> watch Fliff Night. Stop, pause this and watch Fliff Night and then come back. I feel like the ethos of Pavement and Brad Neely are very similar. Yeah, Pavement was like a huge inspiration for Animal Collective. If you I, could, I could see if that. If you didn't know. Especially hearing their early work. Yeah, they, they cite them as a major influence. Even though they sound very different. Yeah, yeah. It's in the DNA of those songs, though. I could definitely, I could definitely tell. There's some overlap in the, <sighs> the lyrical deliveries. I'm, I'm still a little bit worn out from your, your. What, what was I laughing so hard at earlier? I, I think, remember. I think I referenced Led Zeppelin and the White Stripes when talking oh, about yeah. Half the Canyon. <laughs> there I go again. 
we man. can keep going down the line here if we want to move on to Serpentine Pad. Dude, this this song would fit right at home on like the first ten songs on God Mean Satan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like Sex Pistols-y, too. Yeah, the intersection of Ween and Sex Pistols is a really good songwriting ground that I want to hear more of. Right, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And it's like less than two minutes but boy does it leave a an impression yeah it's like 76 seconds i want to say and there's just unabashed yelling over top of this like snarky delivery like for friend integration from the corporation i don't need this corporate attitude <laughs> two, two, two. <laughs> two, two, two. <laughs> it's so good this is the one of the other ones that gets stuck in my head as he, like so easily. Definitely one of my highlights, even Same. at just a minute and some change. And motion suggests right afterward is another one of my highlights. I love that little screwy carnival twenty second intro thingy before it actually starts. Yeah, it's definitely one of the more mournful tracks. Yeah, the organ is a really nice touch on this one too. I have mm-hmm. in my notes. I like the line, the window-passing grainy days, forget that she's away. Yeah, and then, like, the kind of, again, with the repeated lyrics and the hook, like, no, I won't need someone, over and over again, is just, like, kind of denying that this presence mattered when it clearly did. Motion suggests it did. Yep. Gosh, they. I think. I think the official pavement Twitter once shared something where it's like, "Wowie zowie!" It's like the first twenty five percent is this like cheering, little oh, like the side of the album is the yeah. percentage of the thing. Yeah, that. that and then it's format. like sad afterward. Huh. Right. Right around the two thirds mark. That's yeah. The seventh track out of eighteen. Yeah. Check out. Because I believe it was three vinyl size rather than four, um, since it's like a 56-minute album, it was a little big to put on one disc, so they had six songs on the first side, six songs on the second side, and six songs mm-hmm. on the third side with a blank fourth side. <laughs> Which is very <laughs> Because they're pavement. <laughs> we have to, I'd have to listen to that blank side. <laughs> yeah, 18, 20 <laughs> minutes of just... Of nothing. Of nothing. <laughs> And then it would be like listening to The Caretaker, but um, Tish. Anyway. I think we're moving along. <laughs> <laughs> Not that we have to. The worst joke I've ever made. Um, uh, father to a sister yeah. of a thought. Of of thought. Not a thought. I love the slide guitar throughout. Like, yeah. that instantly puts you in the country kind of mindset and... You don't expect to hear country on a pavement album necessarily, but but it's good. It's good, yeah. and it, it, honestly, I wrote it reminds me of Wilco a little bit. Yeah, if that's you a, kind that's of like phrase. toned it back a little bit in the fuzz department, it would basically be a Wilco song. Yeah, and pavement songs that can be perceived as like this one's kind of a Wilco song. This one's kind of a Nirvana song. I mentioned in passing that. Um, Half a Canyon kind of reminds me of Stereo Lab, some of their dronier things. Yeah, yeah. There's like little pockets of I can see what they're doing or what threads they borrowed from another band, but then completely repurposed in the tapestry that they ended up weaving. Yeah, or wove that tapestry so bands like the White Stripes could make songs like Half a Canyon. Yeah, because <laughs> like these threads were <laughs> continuing our little sewing metaphor. <laughs> 
these threads were there in the 90s. Like, there was an influx of inspiration after grunge hit it big in 1991. Yeah. You got, like, the underground classics like My Bloody Valentine and Spiderland by Slint and... Even, like, Failure and some of the other, like, mm-hmm. more in line with what people think of when they think of grunge, but just kind of different yeah, like approach. Like, Soundgarden. Yeah, yeah. It's got some good stuff. Yeah, we're mentioning a lot of bands in the Pavement episode. Big surprise, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you have an album that's this influenced or this influential, depending on which side of, you know, yeah, the release date it is. mentioning both, yeah. Which I think is a testament to, you know, what they, what they accomplish here. Yeah, this is one of those sleeper great albums. Like, there's some that are, like, make their proclamation known, like, I'm OK Computer, I'm one of the biggest albums of all time. (laughs) This one doesn't have an exclamation point. It has, like, some ellipses and a question mark and then a thumbs up emoji. It's just the thought of a dog. It's, you know, (laughs) per the the album cover. Pavement? (laughs) Question mark? Uh, that is a good album cover. It, it fits the album. Yeah, this it's kind of got that like silliness, but also it's like rooted in, like, there's a setting there. It's not just abstract. Oh, the idea of like two cave people mentioning pavement. It's like is this the depicting when paved roads like first had an idea, like a eureka moment. <laughs> Damn, land ho. Damn land ho. Do you want to talk about flux equals or ad? Yeah, that's a highlight for me. Me too. <laughs> I don't want to let you. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> this. I'm going to sound like someone we both know, but it reminds me of the kinks. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Listeners, um, whenever my dad hears anything after 1990 and he doesn't know what to say about it, he says, oh, this sounds like the kinks. <laughs> <laughs> But this one does remind me of yeah. the cake, so you know it reminds me of. Um... <laughs> yeah. He mentioned the Strokes in particular really sounded like the Kinks, which I found kind of interesting. Like, is this it era, Room on Fire era? And I get that. Yeah, yeah. like kind of the Kinks are the 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 grandfathers of garage rock. Yeah, they did that, didn't they? Yeah, just back in the day. <laughs> and this is kind of like passing the torch, um, maybe the waypoint between. The Kinks and the Strokes in that regard. Ooh, um, I dig if, it. If we want, you brought it back. Usually, yeah. it's just a tangent. Yeah, <laughs> you brought it back. Hey, thank you. Yeah, look at you go <laughs> over there <laughs> in that chair. I think Flux equals Rad really transitions well into Fight This Generation. Another highlight for me. Yeah, that that one that one's pretty good. Yeah, and I think like you have your nine highlights, and I have my nine highlights. But our ten through fifteen, if we were to rank the whole album, are also really good. Yeah, like no, I don't think there's Maybe a even our weak 18. track on uh, this album. Um, there are there are moments that may be weaker than others, but I like all of the songs. And that's a good betting average when you got eighteen to choose. Yeah, from. and um, when your album is like almost an hour long, you know, mm-hmm. it's easy to <laughs> it's easy to get dull. Um, but it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, Pavement getting dull. They could never. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about Grave Architecture. Sure. I love the intro on the bass. It reminds me of Imagine by John Lennon. I could see that. 
it, so if it's something like, about the chord progression. Yeah, you know? if like you took that progression and like condensed it in a small machine. <laughs> yeah, spit it out the binary code that makes this a riff that is iconic. I I do. Um, <laughs> this isn't a fault of the album. It's just an observation. Some of the names feel a bit arbitrary. Great. This isn't one of them. <laughs> But there there are songs um, that is just like, Flux equals rad? Sure. Yeah, I guess they never say Flux equals rad and Flux equals rad, do they? Right. <laughs> but Grave Architecture kind of like implies the, like a mall as if it is this like mass grave or something. Damn, which is an image. In the 90s, the <laughs> yeah. idea of malls, yeah. And this is getting close Pathetic. to, like, um, Lonesome Crowded West era as well. A similar, yeah. an album with similar themes. The anti-capitalism, anti-expansion. We're going to cover that one on, on here at some point, too. Undoubtedly, yeah, I'm sure. one of us will pick it. Oh, you want to talk about Best Friend's Arm? Ooh, yeah. That one's, like... That one comes out swinging. I can see ya, I can see ya, I can see ya. It's got those, like, charming, like, surf backing vocals, but, like, Stephen Malcolmitz is just, like, screaming his head off in the verses. Yeah, I love the verses on this Oh, one. they're so awesome. Yeah, this is definitely another highlight it's for me. It's a highlight for me. <laughs> yep. And then the end kind of, like, slows down to this, like, slow burn, like, Keep it under your best friend's arm. Keep it under your best friend's arm. And it just kind of goes for a while. I think it even said, when we were looking at the lyrics, times 15 or so. Yeah, I think it said that for Fight This Generation, Oh, too. for Fight This Generation, yeah. Might have been both. Yeah. Could have been both. There's a lot of, like, extended codas on here, too. Yeah, and they all work. None of them feel... Uh, gratuitous or unnecessary or mm -hmm. choose your favorite negative word yeah. yeah it's a form that i i am very partial to me too um just because it's cool to have anthemic things to yell or say the hey jude effect yeah it is the hey jude effect <laughs> na, 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 na. Need coda. indeed <laughs> Um, do you want to talk about... We can circle back to Fight This Generation, actually. Oh, yeah, because we kind of glossed over that one. Mm -hmm. That's... Um, there's a lot of, like, reference to Sweet Yardley or Sweet Randy in this, like... Yeah, who are Yardley and Randy? I have no clue. Probably friends of Steven and the gang. I dig this one, and I need to hear it a couple more times to, like, fully sink in all the lyrics, I feel like. Yeah. Because even have five or six listens for this episode i'm still kind of like i want to listen to this with the lyrics in front of me again i would love to see a chart of like the average amount of words in an album versus what's in this album because they just like spit it all out you know there's just yeah. a lot to take in this is on par with some hip-hop records from the 90s yeah in terms of just number of words and some of the vocabulary as well yeah and I think this track in particular kind of has the most phases to it. Yeah. There's like three or four different musical ideas working here. Not in the sense of like a chorus or a verse, but like they just kind of are through composed and just go into each other. That's one of my favorite formats for a song. Yeah, yeah. Like piecemeal together, kind of like Band on the Run by Paul mm -hmm. McCartney. 
here's three songs I had, and they're all here together for you. There you go. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I think, what haven't we covered yet? We talked about Best Friend's Arm, Grave Architecture. Uh, We actually glossed over Blackout, uh, our third track. That's a nice one. Kind of a little on the slower side, but not too down-tempo. And it doesn't take up too much space. It just kind of is and then isn't. Um, And it has that kind of like lilting pre-chorus. And it's like, I forget what the word is on the the specific chord change that I really like. But it's like the first kind of phrase of the pre-chorus each time is just this really pretty transition that kind of folds out in itself. I liked that the opening line of this one is drive past your own hall of fame. Oh, yeah. Because most people aren't able to do that, so it implies the song's about some sort of famous guy. Yeah. One of those, like, probably random aside thing that Steven came up with. I was like, yeah, that sounds cool, and I'm reading into it. <laughs> but there's so, so yeah. many moments on this album where you could see this possibly throwaway line and come up with something really profound about it. Yeah, how do they... Do that. They did just keep <laughs> doing that. <laughs> and I will I'm say, so bad with lyrics. Like you, you have no idea. It's, I struggle immensely, and they just spout off gibberish, and it works. It's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> and as much as I love "Bright in the Corners," I don't think anything on that album. Maybe not anything on that album, but this is definitely a much more. And we kind of implied this earlier these lyrics feel like they really mean something. And I think that's impressive with, like you said, kind of the, just the syntax stuff. The, like, these sound like cool words together, or this is a cool image that I don't know what it means, but it sounds cool and someone will get it. Kind of reminds me of, surprise, surprise, Wayne Coyne. Ah! (laughs) Um... (laughs) In, in the Pitchfork documentary, when they're talking about the soft bulletin, he kind of ad-libbed, and though they were sad, they rescued everyone, kind of being... Boys a ton. Yeah, just being like a, something that he just said when the, the music was playing, and it stuck, and it kind of means something to people, even though it doesn't really mean anything. Dude, Brian Eno used to write lyrics that way, too. Yeah, There's some yeah. fun couplets on, like, uh, Here Come the Worm Jets and Taking Tiger Mountain. I need to listen to both of those again. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, I could nerd out about Brian Eno for hours on end, but we'll stick with Pavement for now. <laughs> I think next is Brink's job, if we're kind of doubling back. Um, and this one's just kind of a, a nice interlude to break things up, I think. Yeah, I like the falsetto and like the damn this funny. Right. We did we did kind of jokingly reference Frank Zappa, but I think a lot of the the tendencies of pavement mm. are Zappa inspired or at least capture a similar energy. Yeah. And this track kind of embodies that more than maybe anything else on the record. Frank did love his high harmony duop back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Made fun of it ad nauseum. Yeah, Brick's job is a nice little interlude between Blackout and Grounded, I agree. It kind of has that, this is one of the 18 songs that patches the album together kind of feel. Yeah. And not that there's anything wrong with that, because like you said, I like every song on here at least to some extent. There's always Mm -hmm. some interesting little guitar line or vocal hook or something always keeps me coming back for more, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, certainly, absolutely. 
Well, I think we've hit every track. Yeah, do you want to double down on anything, or do you want to transition into scores and thoughts and feelings? I think it's scores, thoughts, and feelings time. Scores, thoughts, and feelings. Okay, so I was going to give this 0.5 lower, and then we looked at it with the lyrics, and now it's 0.5 higher. (laughs) A similar thing happened to me today. That's pavement for you. Um, this is a strong 9 out of 10 for me. Um, there's so much to keep coming back to in these tracks, and each passing listen I get reminded of that more and more. And, yeah, we, we covered why we love all of them individually pretty well, I'd say, and yeah. you can expound on however you see fit, but strong 9 over here. Excellent, uh, yeah. Um, this is, as we've kind of discussed, it's not only a landmark album for Pavement's discography, um, but it has done a lot genre-wise, um, kind of infusing a lot of different things with 90s grunge um, in a lot of skillful ways uh, that I think, if not directly inspired some things that came after, um, maybe inspired things that inspired those inspirations if we're gonna go down keep going keep going (laughs) we're gonna go down that path um and i think it's kind of like you said it's a it's an influential album that is a sleeper influential album um and i think that's really cool i think that's very flux equals rad that's very flux equals rad (laughs) yeah um and just for what it is by itself as well um there's just so many amazing moments, amazing melodies, amazing transitions. Um, I'm going to give this a 9.3 out of 10. I called it. I thought you were going to give it a 9-something. <laughs> Originally, because when I scored this over the summer, it was like a 8.99. But like, it, re- it really does help to be aware of the lyrics and kind of, I don't know, talking through why a band does things or like what's going on always usually makes me like it more yeah so mm-hmm. i'm gonna say 9.3 for me for wowie zowie by pavement this has been turntables i'm stitch i'm kevin wowie zowie baby you're so neat wowie zowie baby can't be beat. Thank you, as always, for listening to Turntables. Next week, we will be covering Captain Beefheart's 1978 release, Shiny Beast. Tune in for Tropical Hot Dogs, uh, Mommy Feeling Like a Mummy, and more. There's some weird titles on that one. Uh, Cool. Hope you tune in for that one.